that the Lord needs us to have in our lives. And I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to uh, people that I know, been known for a while, and been ministering to for a while. But I want to share with you, in the middle of the week, God gave me a title of this sermon. Never preached it in all the 30 some odd years I've been ministering. I've never heard it preached. Not like this. I want to preach about the junk dealer. I want to preach about what? The junk dealer. That's what Fred Sanford was. Fred Sanford is a legend for his acting part as a junk dealer. He always played as having a heart attack when he received news, junk, that went against the way that he wanted done. Remember, oh, Elizabeth, I'm coming. Remember when it didn't work out his way, he would just pour it on. He would just, he would, he'd get his acting. He didn't even have his actor acting, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so he, he would put on. See, the thing is, is that he wanted a certain outcome, but he was so used to junk in his life that he dealt junk all the time, he didn't know how to get away from it. He made a living by other people's junk. He got attention through other people's junk. He had that little drawer over by his telephone that he slapped and then the drawer would open and he'd get his cash out. Remember that? Anybody ever watch Fred Sanford? How many has never watched Fred Sanford? Folks, you got to pull it up. You got to go to Netflix. You got to go to YouTube. Fred Sanford. TV land. That's it. TV land. Fred Sanford. He has a son called Lamont or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And they all trying to be cool all the time. See, I want to talk about some things that's going on in our life. If you'll turn with me to Hebrews 10, verses 23, 24, and 25. Hebrews 10. Then we're going to go to Philippians 4 and 8. But in Hebrews 10, 23 through 25, it says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that has promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. Now that's what I want to preach about today. Exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Let me share one way. There's three ways, but let me touch on number one. That our lives become full of junk. First of all, it's through our world news and political influences. When 
the stage is set to tear down individuals and seek in their past anything that was wrong that they can remove them from anything that's good. To where did you know that only 14% of all news anchors and news personnel and news reporters, only 14% are Republican, the rest are Democrat. But here's what they want you to do. They want you to be influenced and get involved in one-sided political views that they may tear down an office that God said for us to respect. We are to pray for those that are in leadership. We are to pray for them, but see, they want to destroy them. So it becomes a junk world. Then I've got to look at through the world events and the world uh, views of, that we are influenced the things we allow in our lives through our eyes, our ears. How many people are tired of junk? There's enough junk dealers out there to make a living off of the destruction of your life. There's enough people out there that's junk dealers that wants to make a living off of the destruction of your life. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, they're still putting out magazines with junk. But if you didn't have an influence of perverseness in your life, they would be broke and they would go out there and collect Coke bottles for a dime a piece to make a living, but they know that they're junk that they offer you. Now, I'm not talking to somebody in this church. I'm sure you're perfect. The billions of dollars been made off of our internet. The billions of dollars. Do you know the multi, not million dollar, but billion dollar industry called pornography? Junk. Well, what kind of message is this? It's a message that God gave to me that somebody been living under junk long enough that God says, I didn't make you no junk. You're my creation and I've got a better life for you. Can somebody give God praise for that? The distilleries that's sitting there within our country that fills the bodies with intoxicants that causes us to act in ways that we would never act without its influence. I'm still on number one, world news and political influence, world things that it has to offer. We're talking about, oh, but it makes me feel good. Oh, let me share something with you. There comes a point that it's not good at all. It's 
It's not good at all. Can I just go ahead and preach old-fashioned today? It's not good at all when we see a child. And I have a family. I know some people in the family, a distant of my family, that they're so hooked upon marijuana that they moved to this state because it was legal. They want to take it. They have to go out every day of their life and get 20 to $30 worth of their marijuana while their kids don't have enough clothing to put on their bodies. My friend, that angers this old preacher. It's time that we began to say wrong's wrong and junk is junk. I'll get a phone call. Well, we can't pay our phone bill. I won't be able to get a hold of you. But they got enough to go down to the pot bill. God, just preach. See, there's not enough preachers in America that's preaching that there's enough junk out here. But the thing is, we got to rise above the junk. We got to get to the place that junk doesn't influence our life, control our life. Secondly, acquaintances and people in your inner circle. <laughs> if you've got somebody, all they want to do is come here, let me tell you about somebody. That's called junk. You've got junk acquaintances and inner circle. You've got to be careful of how you allow that type of influence in your life. You've got to be careful when that phone rings and you know they ain't going to talk nothing bad about that lady at church. Oh, did you see her? Those shoes never even matched that dress. Who she thinks she is? Well, I ain't going to go to that church. That preacher was preaching so loud and when he did preach, he talked about me. Somebody told him about me. He told him, that's junk. That's junk. I am very careful. I used to be, I wanted everybody to be my friend. But not everybody's meant to be your friend. If you know that their lives is full of junk and you've ministered to them and they're refusing the ministry, you need to refuse their junk. A drug dealer isn't your best friend. He's your worst or she's your worst enemy. They care about your money. Oh, they'll give you a little touch of it so they can get you a custom, as a customer. But what, who you allow in your inner circle. Now, let me talk to some ministry-minded people. Be careful who you let in and who you talk to. Because I don't need some kind of instruction from somebody that's under the influence of junk. If that's all they can do is tear somebody down, if that's all they can do is find something to put some... Uh, a slop on somebody, if they want to tear them down and keep them from where God wants them to go, get away from that. Hello? Well, that means that somebody in church I need to get away from. Oh, now you're finally getting this message, aren't you? 
You can pray for them. You can shake their hands. But there's some people don't need to be in the inner circle. But when you are seeking God and you're on there and you want to move in the church and, and you're asking God to, to raise up ministers and ministries and anoint people's lives, you're asking God to heal your own life and to bring you to a place you've never been before, get you somebody around you that when they hear the name of Jesus, they get excited. They want to talk about his grace and his glory. Get them in your inner circle. Keep them around you. Preaching the right stuff, huh? Amen. Come here, Brother Charlie. I'm going to tell you about somebody. Come here. You failed. What did I just do? I just told him. Did anybody just get that? Uh, come here, Brother Charlie. I'm going to tell you about somebody. Come over here. You passed. Come on, give God praise. That's how it is. And they look back and go, what? Huh. Well, what do you want me to tell? What, what do you want to tell me? Hey, hey, come here, Brother Charlie. I want, I want to talk to you about it. Man, I want to tell you about Brother John. But, but you didn't hear what I had to say first. So, <laughs> But I want to talk about what God's doing in his life. Man, God is raising this man up. He come and he brought a word, man. It was awesome. And then he comes yesterday and he's helping out in the church, man. God has given us some great people in this church. Come on, friend. They ain't no junk about that. Mm, now, here we go. How many times have you seen this in the church? You hear about old... I'm going to make up a name nobody's here. <laughs> Shirley. <laughs> Sam. Oh, yeah, let me talk about old Sanford. You know, old Sanford, he ain't never going to amount to nothing. Uh, where are you going? No, no, man, you need to know this now. You got to know this person now. I'm telling you, ain't nothing. They, 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 that's all they can do is get out there and they just, they ain't going to amount to nothing. Oh, I get to talk to somebody else about that? <laughs> Go ahead. He encouraged me. He told me I could do that. Come on. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. I believe over 1 Thessalonians around 5 and 11, he said we are to encourage each other and always lift each other up. Amen? Come on. You know, some people say, well, I don't understand why that person's not coming to me. I'm going through something very hard and all this. But they're just, they're just, they're just not, uh, they're not feeding into it. Because you know what? God's shown the goodness about you and they look at you just as if, Nothing is going wrong in your life at all. They love you. Guess why? That's the way God loved you. That's the way God, you know, he is waiting to forgive you, not hurt you. His judgment is righteousness, which means full of mercy and grace and his glory. Are you ready for this, sissy? When you've done wrong, he's just waiting for you to make it right. Come on, amen. Praise the Lord. That's what God's looking for. 
Amen. See, the younger people don't get this because we live in such a judgmental world that the influence of this world and political views is teaching them to question and find any bit of dirt on anybody to discredit them while God is looking for to forgive them, release them from that, and that be totally erased out of their life. See, once we get into the house of God, it needs to be taught God loves at all time. God is waiting to forgive at all time. God is waiting to restore at all time. We're not to jump on the jump wagon. We need to get to the beautiful words of righteousness. Turn with me to Philippians 4 and 8. Thank you, Brother Charlie. Philippians 4. You will hear this minister refer to the fourth chapter of Philippians so many times because it covers so many different instances in your life. Now, I'm going to get to three here, okay, in just a little bit. Uh, it says this. He said, finally, brethren. Finally, brethren. What so ever whatsoever things are true that's not junk whatsoever things are honest honest does not mean gossip well I'm telling the truth on them whatsoever things are just whatsoever things are pure Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of a good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. How many times have we walked around with a mind full of junk? How many times have we tore down the reputation of another never giving them a chance with the person that's never met them. <laughs> See, God's looking for that person that says, you know what, in all I do, I'm going to build up, I'm going to encourage, I'm going to be a little Lisa. Come on. Every time I'm around Sister Lisa, I've never heard Sister Lisa talk bad about nobody. She's got always a smile on her face. She's looking where God brought her from and where she's at to now. She don't live in her past. She lives in her now looking for where God's taking her in the future. That's the kind of people I like to have in inner circle because why? I don't have to worry about somebody being unloaded on. That's some phone calls that you need to just let it ring. Leave a message. <laughs> Oh, Bishop, that's not fair. If that's all they're going to do is just talk about junk because they're junk dealers. I can't get anywhere further with God as long as I'm held back with the junk of life. I can only go to the, that place. Now, watch this. Somebody need to get a hold of this. 
You'll always get to the next place with God by being obedient at the place you are with God. Now, let me say this again. Let me, let me, say, let me share this with you. Let me break this down with you. Don't expect to go to a level of ministry when you can't obey God for what he asked you to do now. If you can't do what he's asking you to do now, I've heard people say, oh, God's called me to the evangelistic field. But he says now, but you study yourself approved. You get your study in, you get yourself approved, you get yourself in place that when you get out there in that field of evangelism, you know what to expect, know how to handle it, and keep God first while doing it. The worst thing that anybody could do is try to meet, meet God way out here and do what God wants you to do way out here, but not do what he's asked you to do here. Well, Lord, I want to be used to see people healed, but you won't. When he calls you to prayer, you don't have time for it. Am I okay with this? Well, God, I want my family to have peace in it. And the Lord's dealing with you about what you're doing and how you're saying and how you're talking. But you think it's all left up on them. I won't do it until they do it. See, you just became disobedient to God. You'll never see a healed house until you get obedient with God. Well, Bishop, I didn't know you. mom and daddies, you need to get back there and teach your children the difference between righteousness and junk. You need to teach your children, no, I am not going to let you experience and make the wrong choices. I'm going to lead you so when you do make a wrong choice, at least you had a mom and daddy that told you to make the right choice and I've led you because the Bible is going to hold you responsible because you allowed them to live in junk. You teach them that that's junk and you keep them away from that. Now you may not be able to enforce it and you may not be able to beat it into it, but I'll tell you one thing as long as you teach it and you don't give in and you don't give up and you don't let them go out there on their own and make their own decisions and say never had any instruction. My friend that is so wrong but my friend when you give them the righteousness of God and say child this is what's going to happen if you make that decision. Now you're going to have to make a decision. You're going to make that but I'm going to tell you this is what God God wants us to do. My friend, now they have accountability and when they stand before God, they're going to be showed a mama and daddy that said, they showed you my ways. And the thing is, they will have to choose their own junk. You won't be the junk they get it from. Yeah. Well, I'm going to let them do it because I don't want their feelings hurt. Junk.
How many people still say, if you don't do your homework, I'm taking that phone away from you? Hello. I'm just talking about something I just went through anyway. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. It's in, the battle's in the mind. When you train your mind to obey the righteousness of God, the setting there, the devil comes in. He, do, he doesn't come into your soul. He comes into your mind to get to your soul. He doesn't have that power. He's the prince of the air. He's not the creator. The devil can't create anything. He's not the creator. Did you know that? The devil is not a creator. He's the influencer. How many people heard the devil made me do it? Hmm? He can't make you do it. He can ask you to do it because he knows you have a will. Just like God knows that you have a will to accept him, the devil knows you have a will to reject him. Amen. Devil don't make you do a thing. He suggests, but it's what you desire to do. Is it junk or not? We have enough junk dealers. Guess who the last, or what's the last number three junk dealer that I have to talk about? You. We're all subject to being a junk dealer. Greg, it can happen to the best of us. But a little bit of junk on one person can be tons of influence and hurt. What we really don't see that bad is horrible to the one that the junk's about. How that our President Trump doesn't fold underneath the pressure of the political junk that's going on. Do I agree in everything? I really don't pay that much attention. All I know is that that man's allowing prayer and praise in the White House again. I know that that man lets us see, say Merry Christmas, and I'm just looking for the spiritual side of the thing. God takes care of the money side of the thing because he gives me the wisdom and knowledge of how to do it. But I want to say, say one thing. Enough's enough about the junk. Why does someone hate another person on what you had to say? How fair is that? I showed you the analogy by using Charlie. Come here, I'm gonna talk to you about somebody. At first, followed me right up there because I'm vicious. He was just, he didn't know. I never told him what I was gonna do. Hey, Brother Greg, did you ever get that other uh, thing that we talked about the bag? Yeah, come on. Who wants to be my friend? You want to be my friend? Brother David, you want to be my friend? I got something to share with you.
See, it's not always from someone else. I'm a junk dealer sometimes to myself. You're not really, as Brother Tom plays some music, you're not really affected as much from other people as what's going on in the inside. The world, you're able to handle the junk and realize this junk. Inner circle, you want to be friends, and you know the best way to help a junk dealer? Give them good stuff and heal them too. Here's a big one. I'm not good enough to be a minister. I know I'm not good enough to go to church. Everybody's thinking about me. I see how they look at me. I see what they do. 
how they act and how they're talking to each other. They're, they're, they're talking about me, I know it. But a child of God says, hold on, I'm going to him, and I'm going to put every bit of that junk where it belongs. I said, somebody filled with the Spirit of God, they go to them, and they pick up every of those words of defeat, and they talk, and say, whatsoever thing is true. my bag see church what would we have a church that will do this you see what that says we're not doing that we'll let them go off by themselves in the world of depression and the powers of hell overtake them. But praise God, there's an army that's standing up saying that's a lie. And God cares about you. It's not where you've been. It's not your failures. It's where God has word. He says to exhort one another, to strengthen one another, not to tear them down. So other people begin to grab the bag. And they take the junk of this world. How many people want to help? So that person can walk away from them things and be set free. Is that true, Don? That's what we need in our life. Can we give God praise in this house? of defeat with you at times because I carry them myself. But I'm so glad that when I look into the Word of God, I know the truth about me. I am somebody because my God didn't make me junk. Aren't you glad that God is not a junk dealer, but He is the one that takes the things that will destroy us out of our lives and give us peace that surpasses all understanding. give me a scripture that I will change and I am somebody. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, therefore if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature and means that everything about him has been made fresh, new again. There's no imperfections in him because of the blood of Christ. He said, therefore if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away and behold all things have become new. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Can somebody tell me that God 
God is going to help you get somebody shouting out loud, my junk is junk and I know it's junk. I don't need it anymore. He covered you. You're a friend of God. And he is still Lord. Amen. If today you've been carrying around bags of defeat, I'm going to ask you to let me come, that you come and let me pray for you. Let us pray for you today. Oh, I don't know. Let me tell you something. I saw the hearts of so many people, they all wanted to get up here and put that junk where it belonged. In bags to be taken away from me. No longer to affect my life anymore. Because you are beautifully and curiously and wondrously made. You are a blesser. You are blessed. You are highly favored of God. See, the thing is, I'm not trying to psych you out. I'm just telling you what so everything's are true. But I don't feel that way. Either you can have feelings or you can have faith. Feelings will tell you all you've ever done. Feelings will tell you emotionally. Feelings will identify your now. Faith will step in, take you the feelings away, and give you the promises of God today and tomorrow. How many people are going to walk out here today and say, you know what, I'm tired of listening to the junk. I'm tired of being a junk dealer. Did you know there'd never be a broken relationship or a divorce? If we could get the junk out. Did you know that people would love each other with an unconditional love once they get the junk out? See, it's junk that keeps you from loving somebody because you got something there that's just not good about the junk. Guess what? Everybody's got things that's not going to be your recipe of an apple pie. Not everybody can be like Lisa. <laughs> you one lucky guy, Patrick. Does she act like that at home? He says, I ain't saying. <laughs> Let us stand.